Welcome to an episode of Kentucky Football and Basketball Carpool Show. I'm Nick. I'm Mike. I'm Chris. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and put a bow on the basketball season. Um, kind of uh, disappointing. I mean, out of 120 years, Kentucky's had only like four losing seasons. Under 500, I should say. Because, I mean, there's seasons where we missed the tournament and stuff. But um, that's an amazing stat. And, and another amazing stat is – do you all know how many uh, coaches survived after going under 500? Zero, because Kentucky basketball. Yeah. Actually, actually, one did, but oh. uh, he was gone in two years. Uh, he was gone. He went one more year, and he left after that. And that was actually the coach uh, right before uh, Rupp took over. Uh, but they, they did. One, one did survive, but he was only at Kentucky for a couple of years. So, you know, it is what it is. Um but uh, the fact that, that Cal is going to survive, he's not going to get fired. Uh, it, would, it would take another year of this for him to get fired. He's been saying the right things at the end of the season. And, I mean, that's kind of the only way you can leave it at. I mean, it, it was a pitiful season. He's saying, oh, we need athleticism. The game's no longer about athleticism, about uh, skill players, blah, blah. We've known this for, what, Chris, three years? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he's been, he's been saying that every year in the – whether it's him talking about positionless basketball or we need shooters or I'm changing up the way I'm recruiting and you're going to see some tweaks. And if you know basketball, you're going to see some tweaks. Yeah, dude, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) We get it. You're full of shit and you'll say anything to make everybody get off your case. That's my biggest issue with Cal is he gets, he, he tries to feed us a bunch of bullshit. And, and, uh, and like I said, I, I I'm not, I'm not, someone that says counties be fired like that but but counties to start being honest i mean he doesn't have to be honest with the fan i mean i guess he doesn't be honest with the fans but he doesn't have to be uh he doesn't have to just give us a bunch of bullshit he can just say we're not there right now and everyone be like okay um but this year he he compliments the fans the kentucky fans uh intelligence and basketball knowledge and then he turns around and says stuff like that it's like dude what We we know what this is supposed to look like, and it doesn't look like what. It's yeah, exactly. To look like. And, and 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 like again, again, it was he missed on this year. It was a brutal miss. Uh, I saw but that's, clips. That's of- been the trend. His his uh, roster construction has been miserable for the last five years, and that's why it, every single year for the last five years, towards the They've end of the year, when everybody goes, "Oh, here comes Kentucky again." No. No. They've had zero nothing. identity. I will say that their identity yeah. on the offensive side of the ball has been. I would say they've been lacking identity on offense since probably Fox's team, Fox and, and Bam yeah. Bayou. I mean, that's, that, that, that that is, that's, that's, that's how long ago. Yeah. Like three or four years that's, ago. That's that is. Yeah. I mean, they, that, that team had identity. That that was the last year that you could really see. And he didn't even use Bam right. I mean, no. Bam's being used correctly in the NBA. <clears throat> I mean, he won the skills competition, what, last year? Yes. Like, yeah, I mean, Bam, Bam should have been able to shoot threes and stuff like that. I mean, he should have been doing that in college, but that's not that wasn't Cal Perry's game. This will be the last year I think Cal will ever have a uh, a guy like Saar. <laughs> just the soft and this, I, I don't know. It just, I think Cal is going to go away from someone like him. But with that said, they do need someone kind of like Saar that can shoot the ball because uh, that's why big guys are not coming to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they simply. I mean, Big guys want to shoot, shoot the three now. Hang on the perimeter. The and they, I mean, yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. They want to go to a team that's shooting 43, you know, 30 something threes a game. Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's what you want. Uh, but Cal missing this team. I watched BJ Boston in high school clips and stuff. He looked amazing. I mean, Clark did too. 
but but it, you could definitely see um, <laughs> just in transition into the college game, and and I do think, and I'll I'll say this, and I and I will I, I I've been saying this for the past few weeks. Uh, I definitely think the eight weeks in the summertime hurt them. I definitely think the cupcake teams early hurt them, but at the end of the day, you're the number one recruiting class, and you're at Kentucky. None of that stuff is excuses that that any fan at Kentucky will take and say, okay, unless you're a complete and other moron like this big guy we know uh, that this will. Some fans will just always uh, always apologize for Calipari. For Calipari, and 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 and, and those same people were probably the same people at the top of the mountain saying, "Fire Tubby." Yep, I guarantee right. that way. Because the difference was Tubby took over a program from Rick Pitino and Calipari took over a program that was pretty much rock bottom, right? Uh, and the people – But saw, Cal has been his own undoing. Yes, yes. He's done this to his own program. He has. He gutted his own program. And I think the biggest issue with Kentucky at this standpoint – and we, we've seen guys now coming back. We're, we're starting to get see stuff like Allen coming back and stuff like that. But And probably Mintz will probably be back. Uh, but – uh, Brooks will probably be back, but but the undoing of Kentucky basketball mm. is this is this notion that you can't be at Kentucky more than one year, and if you're there past two years, you're a complete and utter failure. And retention has been Cal's problem, and Cal playing guys over guys because of their rankings in the in the call in the college their whatever their rankings in recruiting than playing the best guy. Now, do I think? Dante Allen was better than than something. Dante Allen was probably we needed offense. Dante, Dante Allen should have been playing before January. Okay. Oh yeah. Not a doubt in my mind. There's games where where you our our team was so soft underneath. Where did, did he was he lacking offensively? Absolutely. But did he bring the toughness that you needed on defense? Yeah, he did. Even if the guy goes in there and makes five fouls in fifteen minutes, that's what you need sometimes when you're playing a soft ass Georgia team that you didn't see any minutes in. I mean that's that's the things that that makes me question Cal. Like, where, where are you at? Are you are you just trying to get get them film, or are you actually trying to win? You know. So, I mean, he was this is an utter failure this year. I can see coach assistant coaches not getting fired but leaving. Uh, well, uh, or I just read a tweet right before we came on that uh, Tony Barbie is the favorite to get the Fordham job and he can't leave fast enough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's failure there. Yeah. yeah. I think they ought to go out there, Orlando, Artigua, whatever. He, they ought to bring yeah. Him yeah back. Don't be, don't be surprised if that happens. this offseason. I would love to have him back. He, I mean, it seems like the, the, the team has struggled without him. Not, not, not get me wrong. Kenny Payne has a lot to do with, with the struggles this year. Yeah. Um, I don't think Bruiser Flint was that bad. Uh, as a matter of fact, I thought the defense got – that was one aspect of the game that really got better towards the end of the season was the defensive end of the ball. Uh, but they simply had zero offense and, and have had zero offense. And that is Barbie's. Where then he's supposed to be the one running the offense, right? Yeah. Um, and... Does anyone really know? Does anyone no. really know what he and Joel Justice do? <laughs> Justice is a recruiter. They act like he's some kind of well, – They ain't paying off. Well, you're right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Where where do we, as fans, uh, stay? We're not put up with this shit anymore. I, I don't know, but well, another year like this year, I'm gonna show you that the ones that still hanging around saying it's off year. I just that 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 like notion just makes me so angry when I hear off year. It's that loser basketball. mentality. Same people 
probably carry that same mentality through everything they do. They're cool with being mediocre. All right, fine. Whatever. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like it's it's just if if they had a recruiting class that was ranked, uh, you know, even even out of the top ten, then I say okay, he lost a bunch of guys and he didn't really have guys to replace it. So that would be qualified for down here. You have the number one recruiting class. You brought in a guy from the ACC that was a first team All ACC. Didn't use him right. Uh, didn't didn't have his didn't use his skill sets right until towards the end of the season, where it was too late. Uh, you, you just you had you had injuries. You had guys that opt. I, I will tell you, I think Clark opted out, and then he decided to come back and play. I mean, people can say he was hurt or do whatever. That's just my opinion on it. The guy opted out. Okay. He decided to come back and play at the end because at the end you as a player you want to play. Okay. Uh, Pulled the Jared out. Vanderbilt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you missed out on Askew. Was not ready. Should not reclassify. As a matter of fact, I think that's another trend that needs to stop with Kentucky. Stop reclassifying guys and killing your later recruiting classes. Um, I, I, well, I don't even think the, he should come back. He will. He, he's no, he is coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. back. Yeah. But I mean, I'll uh, take him the, back. They're still lacking a point guard, man. Even if they get Mintz back and they <laughs> and say they get uh, Clark to reclassify, right? They're still missing a point guard. I'd rather just roll still with Hickman. Hickman at least has uh, ability to create space and drive. Because we, we we did find out this year is, is Mintz is very very good, and he was he was the best player on the team, most consistent. Him and Jackson were the most consistent. I enjoyed watching both of them play. Uh, Jackson's issue is he fouls a lot and. Yep. And he's going to go in the league, and he should go in the NBA. I don't think he'll his ceiling's any higher than he'll probably get now. He'll be a lot of he's, he's, he's a, a freak. freak athlete not to go. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's going to go. Uh, would I mind seeing B.J. Boston come back? I mean, maybe. I don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him back. We need scores. What, I haven't back, seen but, it. What is B.J. projected to go as? Uh, I don't think he's in the second, second round, round now. Ooh. Yeah, he's he's dropped that low. Damn. So is Clark. Yeah, yeah. He and Clark are probably like, falling off. But these are the guys that that uh, that need to start coming back. That's the issue with Kentucky basketball right now. These guys are le- like guys are leaving Kentucky basketball. And I, I don't know if it's because of Cal or what the problem is, or if it's just that mentality that we talked about where you can't stay past two years. Uh, it, guys like like Ashton Hagens had no chance of getting drafted. Zero. E.J. Montgomery. Yeah, E.J. Montgomery, zero chance to draft. No one even had them on their draft board. I mean, go down the list. Uh, uh, Isaiah Briscoe, zero chance of of, of getting drafted. <laughs> These guys are leaving, going and playing in the G League or going overseas. If you go over and play overseas, you're going to have a harder time to make it to the NBA than you will just playing here in college and just staying in college. I mean, think about that. If Isaiah Briscoe came back for another two years, he would have had a better shot at getting the NBA than you would going and playing in China and then trying to make your way back that way. I mean, that, that's a problem, right? I mean, it's just not like a big issue to you guys, too. You're not seeing that that trend. We you also got guys transferring out. Uh, Cameron Fletcher leaving. That's a that's a huge loss. Um, there's a log jam there at the at the. It's probably well, there may be, ball. but he's but he's going to be very, very good. And 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 the thing is, it's going to be another one of those, you know, Juzang's looking really good for you. Still, like you got, you got freaking um, Baker or whatever. He was he was good. Barker is yeah. it Barker? No, it's Baker. Baker. It's Baker. Yeah. Jerome Baker. 
Um, you got, you got, I mean, Wiltshire left. I mean, you got transfers that go out. The guy from up there in Michigan, Matthews. I mean, another one that, that left. does and, not and, know how to use skilled players. So he talked about, you know, getting more skilled players instead of athleticism. First of all, he's like four years uh, too late for that. And he doesn't know how to implement those guys who have shooting skills and ability to get their shots. He doesn't know how to use them. So even if we get them and we've had them, what use is that going to be? He will not run a modern offense. He will not do what Alabama does in uh, Nate Oates, and he did it with Buffalo. Kentucky played Buffalo in the NCAA tournament, and they played Kentucky really well, uh, where he's like constantly spacing the floor and finding ways to get shooters open. He won't do it. Yeah, I, well, uh, we're hoping he will because if he doesn't, it's going to be just like Tubby, where the game passed yep. you by. I think now. Do I think? Do I think? Now, one thing I will say about Cal, Cal don't seem like an idiot to me, or he'll this. He's he's very very stubborn, but he doesn't seem like an idiot that just says, "I'm just not going to do it that way." Will his stubbornness come out? I don't know, but like with what happened with Tubby was Tubby's not an idiot. Tubby just thought, thought simply it didn't matter who come in here; he could coach him up. Right. Yeah, and it got to a point where it was like. No, because you can't coach up. Uh, uh, I'm trying to Ramel Bradley. Uh, you can't coach up Ramel Bradley to become Derrick Rose. Okay, Derrick Rose is gonna be Derrick Rose with or without Tubby. You know, it became to a point where the one and done thing started becoming that that was the trend, and and Tubby thought that that was never gonna work, and, you, and it obviously didn't work for him Minnesota. It didn't work for him anywhere he's been since then. Uh, you can't just take a two-star guy, coach him up, and and and, and expect him to, to become, you know, whatever. Now, has that has that portion of, of of the game come come back around? Yeah, I mean, you see Gonzaga and guys like that; they're they're probably recruiting three or four-star guys, and they're making the best out of them, right? No, Gonzaga is actually uh, their uh, their recruiting is catching up with their coaching now. They're they're yeah. So there you go, guys. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. That, that's so these <clears> things have have come back around, kind of full circle almost. But uh, like I said, uh, to recap the basketball season and pretty much our last basketball season, talking about on on, on our podcast for a little bit, uh, it was just a, a miserable disappointment. Uh, anyone else have anything else to put on the basketball side? I'm just glad it's over. <clears throat> I'm glad it was over Thursday. Yeah, too. no, I didn't want to like win a few and then be like, "Oh, we could do this and then lose." That would that would just hurt. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris, anything? Got nothing. I I couldn't even watch for the last two months. It was tough. I will tell you that, it, and they weren't getting better, and it wasn't. And I, I will say, Cal said some right things at the end of the season, like like he always does. Like I said, he's wants to change. Like, oh, well, kind of, yeah. But this year it was, you know, you better everyone better take their hits now because we're going to come back. And he's already showing to get guys coming back. But, but Cal, I know he says he's always a players guy, but but you're he's doing his players a disservice by letting them go off to the NBA when they're not mm-hmm. ready and not talking them back. Yeah. He's always been a guy that's like, oh, well, I'm never going to talk them out doing what they want to do. No, no, some guys like Ashton Hagen should have been on this team. They would have made a big difference oh, yeah. too. Um. I mean, like I said, EJ Montgomery. Now, now, EJ Montgomery's problem was more towards his family. Was like, you got to get out of there, type of deal. Uh, but again, Chris, like Chris will say, he wasn't used correctly, and I don't think he was either. Uh, but, but uh, again, I, I this, I'm at a loss for words for some fans, 
some idiot fans that not really idiot fans, but some fans that just love Calipari more than the program. The program's bigger than Cal, man. Always will be, no matter what happens. I mean, Kentucky never goes back to the championship game again uh, in the next 30 years. It's still going to be bigger than Cal. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and Cal, somewhat this year, has forgotten that. You know, we want to do all this side projects he's done and, and, and then when you have a year like this uh, with all the issues that you had in between there or whatever, uh, using Kentucky for different things that, you know, you typically don't see from, from Kentucky, um, which I have no opinion on that. And none of us are going to give our opinions on the things they did, but our things they do or whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, you're going to piss off a lot of fans. And those fans are what pays his salary. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's usually not a good sign. So, Boot on to brighter uh, things. Today was first day of spring like, football. football. Are you oh, all going to go watch the NCAA tournament? No. I probably won't. I'll, I'll, I'll watch a little bit of it. I'm not going to watch it a whole lot. I mean, the gambling me, obviously, uh, did a few brackets and whatnot. But... <laughs> yeah, I'll take a look uh, at it like that from that aspect. So it is the greatest week. I will best, say, it's one of the greatest, yeah, greatest weekends weekend in sports. sports. By far, that first weekend. Who do y'all, who God, y'all think so won the awesome. championship? I will say if Gonzaga don't win never this win year, it. then they're no. never going to win it. I like Illinois, uh, man. but uh, I like Baylor. Baylor, Illinois. I like Baylor. I thought Baylor is the best team since the start. Honestly, Chris, I did. Who do you think is going to win it? College basketball is not fun to watch, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there Again, you go. He does a college basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he does it for Kentucky. <laughs> That's the game that all that matters. Uh, but anyways, all right, so moving on to football. Uh, we have the first day of spring practice. Uh, was very, very excited today. Uh, had some really good comments I saw yeah. today by Cohen. Um, he's already calling us. Uh, I'm going to read a quote that I, I saw today. Cohen said uh, they're bigger They're uh, they're bigger than the guys. Yeah, the, our offensive linemen. <laughs> Yeah, he says that's their identity yeah. right now. I mean, that is that is a that is a big time oh, statement. Yeah, the mm-hmm. offense line's bigger than the uh, offense line in the NFL. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, and he said he said you know he, he also the other comment he made was a is a pretty solid day, not the standard they were looking for, but the process was pretty good. Don't have to coach effort. The guys fly around, fly around, and you could tell the culture is strong. That is, that 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 is that just pretty much sums up. Mark Stoops. And I don't his know if staff. you guys. I watched a few of the players' interviews today, and they were talking about they're all excited because in order like to learn the offense, they're watching NFL highlights, and it gets them very excited that they're going to learn NFL style offense. Which I think he's got a very good yeah. blended offense, a lot of passing, a lot of running. But I, I think that that's something that Stoops did a really good job finding him, and, and it has kind of Stoops flavor in it where you like to run, uh, but it also has a, a modern. A style of offense that that is uh, very creative, and that's that's what we need. That's what guys are excited. But also, with when that comes that what comes with that is also guys leaving. We had another one today. I, I yeah. meant to mention Bryce that first, Oliver. and that's Bryce Oliver, who all three of us have been high on him at some point uh, the last couple of years, and felt like he was going to be good. Uh, but again, I'll say it, and I'll keep saying it. I think the younger guys are better than the upperclassmen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I agree. And and I think that's what's happened is is and I, I can't I won't be surprised if you see Epps or people like that go too. Uh, maybe they I mean, won't. Really, 
Well, we but, said, uh, I, I, well, we I said in our private free. text messages. Huh? I mean, you you said it perfectly. All these really, only uh, sorry, just turn my phone. <laughs> all these only uh, only upperclassmen are really the will probably get a lot of playing time. I mean, he 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 took the most yeah. of his limited limited possessions. I mean, in limited um, opportunities the last couple of years. I would think um, Thomas would be the next likely one to leave. Yeah. yeah. I would say something. He offered, we're going to see a couple more receivers leave after spring practice. In the second half of this, they'll, they'll, only got three that. snaps. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's the thing about spring practice, spring football. Um, guys will be transferring afterwards because because guys see there. I mean, if you're playing on sports or whatever like that, uh, you start seeing guys start seeing the younger guys come up and they're better than them and they'll leave. I mean, they'll, they'll just leave. Because uh, they they don't either they don't want to compete with it or they just see the writing on the wall they're not going to be playing, so and, and and like I said the wide receiver the young young crews I mean Drennan Ali I mean all these overclassmen but Cummings Robinson yeah I mean they say Wendell's supposed I mean, to be really fast supposed to stretch the field I mean that's that's what we need I mean Magwood Lewis even the guys that got coming in I mean they're, even the guys that got coming in are better than the other I'm really excited about Christian Lewis that guy's going to be so good. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, Crowdis, I mean, who else? Yeah. Sanders. I mean, there's there's so many. The last couple of years, the fact that they've been able to bring in these wide receivers <laughs> with these with literally positions no is throwing. incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but this offense is going to come down to who's going to play quarterback. And to me, honestly, I thought it was Bo Allen's to lose, but the uh, the guy from Penn State, uh, Will, Will, uh, Will Levis. Yeah. Right, Levis, excuse me, I'm sorry. Will Levis, looking like he might be the guy that ends up winning out the the, uh, the quarterback. No, I, I, I don't know. You uh, Cohen's comments. He's not on the, he's uh, not on the team yet, right? He can't join until summer. Is that right? Uh, yeah, summer practice. Yeah. Well, but it seemed like Cohen yeah. went out and picked him. If you heard for this, offer. if you heard Cohen's comments today, uh, that's kind of what he was alluding to, and like you could tell. That's a that's a dude that he really likes, and he's looking forward to him joining the program. And like it, the kind of, the writing was on the wall. We got him this uh, this off season. It's like that's that's who they're eyeing. He Penn State did not use him well. Penn State's offense was somehow worse than Kentucky's offense last year, and looked even more uh, inept. Were they trying to look bad? And uh, we have a shitty coach. You know? him. We have a shitty coach. That's what happens. You know. Yeah. yeah true. True. So, but, uh, but no, I, 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 uh, all this kind of going to get mixed up. I, I do kind of feel for Gatewood a little bit because he kind of came here, uh, kind of, I guess, wanting to run out of shotgun and stuff like that and different stuff. But, but, uh, I'm, in my opinion, in his, his, uh, opportunities last year, he didn't look very good. He looks the part. He looks like an SEC quarterback, but he doesn't look, he didn't look really sharp to me. His throwing is just, Not his bad. throwing motion, his, <laughs> Presence in the pocket, just like man, and then it's, you, it's not and then very you, good. Then you see Bo Allen come in, and it's like, oh my god, yes, that's what a quarterback's Bo, look like. Yeah, Bo Allen looked really good when he comes in. I mean, like like his his passes are real sharp. He actually looks really comfortable for a true freshman in there. Um, but again, <clears throat> I'm just glad that Wilson's gone, and not because I don't like Wilson, but because we didn't need that in the locker room anymore. He was he was at a major distraction last year, and. And I'm just, I'm just glad that he that was the best thing for both yeah. the program and him. Yep. Ready to move on, um, but I, I won't be surprised if the 
Levis starts. I mean, that's 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 who they brought in. That's who he handpicked, and then and then you know kind of pass the torch on to um, Bo Allen after he leaves. Um, but is there any word on if they're going to move Gatewood around, or you think he'll leave again? Another transfer after spring practice? What, I mean, anything? Is I, haven't heard anything? I haven't heard anything. I, I have heard that. And I mean, you can see by his just his stature that tight end would be a, a natural transition for him. But some dudes are just they they refuse to be anything but a quarterback, and that would probably be the case for him. And uh, you know, don't be surprised if he transfers once Will Levis comes in. Yeah, and, and that's unfortunate because I do. I, I was very excited. I thought uh, he was very highly talented coming out, uh, but it just didn't look crisp last year. But it was hard to see who was crisp or well, not. The, and the basically, your offense was terrible. I mean, the ball off. I mean, it was so yeah, bad. That's 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 what's tough. So, but trust me, I don't care who plays. They can put Mike. They can put you at quarterback. If you're the best I'm one out there, say, I don't care who plays. Yeah. I'm gonna see if you have. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so that, I'm just saying, like, that, it, it just doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I just want to win. And it, that's what people get all caught up with this. We got to be respectful towards Terry and all this stuff the last year or so. And it's kind of like, um, do we though? Yeah. I just want to win. You can, you can still have constructive criticism <laughs> I mean, over a player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, like I just, just want to win. If you're not very good, just, or you're not playing good, then, then we have plenty of guys. That's the whole point of having depth now at like Kentucky. You don't have to just keep rolling out uh, Mr. Cobble and put him out there in D-line and get blasted every fucking play. <laughs> you can actually put in another defensive lineman. That's a blast from the past. him. Well, I mean, no, no offense to Mr. Cobble. <laughs> no offense to Mr. Co- Mr. Cobble, but those teams back then were Mike, and you all remember this, I'll tell you, you both were going to season games with me all the time. They were, our defensive line was like 250 pounds yep. going against the offensive yeah. line that was 350 pounds. So I think it's Mr. Cobble or all the other guys you can think of. We had a lot of good defensive linemen back then, but this is nowadays you don't have to keep rolling the same guys out there. If they're playing bad, you can actually say, okay, you go in now. So um, another comment I was, I was uh, excited to hear from Cohen. Was how much he intends to use the tight ends. Oh my god! Yeah. Upshaw is going to be so good, and that, that, that's the one bright. That's the one bright spot. I'm Eric really Cohen gave uh, the big dog a bunch of credit for all his coaching and stuff, and having the tight ends ready to go. He's very excited for yep. him. Yeah, I, I heard that too. Yeah, Upshaw. Upshaw is going to be fantastic. He, I mean, he I, is a matchup nightmare, and it just makes me dislike yes. Eddie Grant even more than I already do as an offensive coordinator, not as a human being. That he did not expose the the matchups that uh, Keaton Upshaw creates. Like, good luck yeah. guarding him. And you could see whenever whenever um, they, they got down in the red zone, how can you box him out? How can you get around him? Just put the ball up to him. Right. Let him go. That was it. Play. I mean, he was a matchup nightmare. I mean, he was. He is a he is a pro style tight end now. That's what he is. We gotta go out there and catch a bunch of balls, and, and you know, if he blocks, you ask him to block. He can block a little bit, but but pro style tight ends now are asked to block very little and asked to be matchup nightmares for corners and linebackers. And and when you got someone like that that can literally you put a linebacker on him, he'll run past him. Put a corner on him, he'll jump over. Yep. Him. You know they can't they can't keep up with him. He's too he's too big. And that's why that is one of the people I am very very high on coming in and not to mention getting getting our getting the guys back on the offensive line that we didn't think we were gonna get Kennard and all them guys. It, it is that is again another huge deal. Fortner. Yep. Fortner, yep. 
I mean, guys like that coming back, uh, which which we were looking at. I was looking at the end of last year. I was looking at this year. I said, man, we're gonna have, we're really gonna have have a difficult time with the offensive line at first because they're the gonna be a bunch of young guys. But now you're looking at like we're gonna be fine. Well, <laughs> we're gonna be fine because I still think there's gonna be a big no, I transition. Think, I think you're gonna see uh, there's gonna be a lot of frustration in the first four or five games because those well, guys you can't are, you can't replace Drake Jackson. No, you that, can't replace the center. The fact with, that they're but, gonna have to do something that, said, that they haven't done at all at Kentucky in four to five years and that's throw the fucking ball and pass block. <laughs> throw the ball fifteen yards downfield yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, like I said, without Drake Jackson, that is gonna be a huge hole. But I thought the same thing when when uh Toth left and Drake Jackson came right in was awesome. Uh, so I actually heard Colin today um, also he said uh Schlarman really set the t- uh, tone for the offensive line as far as like for upcoming stuff, uh just the, the leadership and their grittiness to him. Yeah, a lot of like high yep. high remarks for Coach Schlarman. Yeah, and I, like I said, everything was was sounding pretty good today. And I, the offense is obviously the story, but but again, this offense needs a quarterback, and you got that. That's the biggest thing to me. That's the biggest question mark yeah. going into the offseason. I think every I think defensively we're going to be pretty damn good again. Um, I mean, it's it's feel like they have depth for days in the defensive backfield, our, our defensive backs, and then and then the linebackers is a little bit of a question mark, but they got some good transfers in. It's going to really make up for yep. that. Um, and the defensive line, like I said, is is just solid again. Uh, we'll see some guys. You know, Pascal's going to be there, and 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 uh, you know, Mike yeah. Mike Scott, Bully uh, McCall. I mean, that, those are those are some big time guys coming back. They're going to be probably first team or probably all SEC guys. Preseason. But then you have the young guys backing him um, up: Justin Rogers, Rip, Trevon yeah. Ribka, Josiah Hayes. Yeah, yeah. We we have, we'll have Justin Rogers for another possibly yeah. three years. You know. Maybe even four because he, he obviously he probably they redshirted him. He only he didn't play yep. enough last year. Did the uh, I mean, so he he saved a year. Well, everybody there. gets the extra year of eligibility um, because I mean, of yeah, COVID anyway. COVID so stuff, yeah, that's true too. Yep. Yeah, but he Justin Rogers ain't gonna be here. But wait, maybe three years before he. <laughs> yeah, two years. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm, football season. I'm definitely excited for. Um, I thought it was a it was a home run hire at this point. Uh, I love hearing that. Uh, which I love hearing Stoops talk about how when he hired Cohen, you know the guy had everything written out, broke down every player on the all you know every, all the skill players in the offense, broke down all the plays from several games. Like that's impressive. While he's oh, still yeah. coaching in the NFL, while he's preparing for the playoffs. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, at that yeah, and and that this tells you. The dedication there. I don't think Cohen's going to be here very long. I'm yeah, thinking maybe yeah, two years, tops. two three years. Uh, but it, but the thing is, is <clears throat> he'll set up a nice base yeah. for the future, uh, and that's what that's what happened with uh, with House when he left and Brad he went White, over to yeah. Brad White. I mean that. Yeah, you 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 if you set up a nice base there and you get the skill sets you in there and you have guys that are underneath him watching what you call and stuff like that, it's easier transition. You've you done know? your job. Uh, and now Kentucky's defensive coordinator spot, that's a, that's a, if when Brad White gets a, a job at the NFL or whatever level, because he will, he will eventually, uh, that's going to be a spot that that's when you start getting really, you can replace assistant coaches with really good assistant well, coaches. Well, again, back to what because, Cohen said about the culture, like that's so huge for long-term success, not only in, in football, but in any organization. You have to have a good culture, and the fact that Stoops has developed a uh, a positive, hardworking culture in there, like, man, 
that sets up well for long-term success. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. But uh, we also had a I think it's a great the running back out. coach. John, John uh, Settle. Yeah. Oh, John. Yes. And that is a huge deal. I mean, you got eight run, run, good running backs, running backs actively in the NFL from him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look at like great uh, like running backs coming out of Wisconsin. Like he said it like, runs on a lot of uh, Connor. Uh, Pits- yeah, John, John Connor. Connor of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh. He, he coached at Pittsburgh prior to being at Wisconsin. He coached John Connor at Pittsburgh. Is James. it John or James? James, James Connor, right. We're thinking of the Terminator. Yes. You got to think of Terminator. <laughs> He's built like Terminator. Oh, the reason I know this is because the Dolphins are looking at sign. And I'm like, no, <laughs> God, no. Uh, Y'all, y'all just signed Jacoby by the way. I feel like that's a decent pickup. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. He, they signed him because Fitz, Fitzpatrick yeah. didn't want to come back. He feels like he can still play, which is which is fine. I mean, I, I thought if he would have played last year, they probably would have been in the playoffs. They would have got blasted in the first round, but they would have been in the playoffs. 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 But, uh, well, I mean, I still, I'm still a believer in Tua. I mean, I, I, if they had, like, the number two or, or one pick, then I'd say go with one of those quarterbacks. Uh, but but sitting at three, you're kind of those they're the two best quarterbacks can be off the board. And to me, your best is rolling with Tua. Don't give up a shitload of stuff. I, I, I like the, the Deshaun Watson thing, but uh, it's a lot. You gotta give a lot for that guy. Yeah. So, but <laughs> no, getting off course here. Let's see about the pre sign with the Titans. Edge rushers. So that, that's good for them, too. Good for Bud, Bud Dupree. Um, but moving on with the football season, I, I think I think another thing that gets overlooked too is is having a, a stability at the wide receiver. As a wide receiver coach, I feel like we had a rotating door there for a while. Uh, that's going to help out too. Uh, kind of an under, understatement, really. Uh, I, again, I, I think that they're going to have a really good season this year. I mean, look at the schedule; they all their hard games yeah. are and, at home. These are the year. This is the year where you can get. This is the year where I tell Mike, this is always when you're a season ticket holder. When you have Florida at home, Tennessee at home, oh, yeah. yep. those are the best years. Right. So we also have what LSU at home They're this de- year. Um, yeah. Is that right? LSU at home. Uh, we have Missouri at home. Um, we used to usually have Louisville at home, but obviously uh, Louisville cried and said they lost their home game last year. So <laughs> uh, we've fucked up that rotation. They act like it even matters. They, like, they, don't, they barely have a football team. The fact that Louisville's favorite right now on a Vegas books That's is like thing I've heard tonight. insane. Typical, typical what they do in Kentucky football. Insane. Well, yeah, but Kentucky football has has a lot going. Saying, they're, they're trending in the right anybody, way. Like, anybody that watches and, and, would know that Louisville football is trash. Well, Louisville football would have been they would how bad Kentucky was at points last year in football as far, as far as offensively goes, offense goes. Um, they would have. They oh, would have. Yeah. They would have punched the They would have probably scored forty points. In NCAA. Yeah, but but we're getting off track there. But uh, I just think, I just think Kentucky's trending in the right way, and and I, I hated losing spring game, but but I understood it. I mean, it's not no point of really having a spring game with everything going on, and and just to have the practices which they didn't have last year, which I thought set them back big time last year. So, um, uh, I think that's going to be big, especially with the new yeah, coach. Just always good to get those like extra that. reps so, in. Uh, yeah, and again, 
this it's turning into a, a freaky year. Maybe uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll find a way to get to the East. I mean, if you're going to do it, this is going to be the year because Georgia seems like they're they're going to be down. Tennessee, uh, Florida is going to be down. No. <laughs> Tennessee's not going to have enough players at all. Like that is like I, I can't stress enough. And I know Tennessee fans. I see. I still see those idiots on on Twitter talking about how you know we're not going to be that bad. Six players like, going both ways. What world do you live in? <laughs> Like what world do they live in? I mean, they—they, they, you're not going to be that. You're going to be horrible. He, Kentucky had years where they, where, where they got when they got put on probation, and they had like years where they only had like ten recruits and stuff. Man, Tennessee lost twenty three transfers. Twenty three transfers. That's a whole recruiting class. Oh, yeah. That takes at least you know, six years to like, replace. First game of the season, they're going to be and like then, and then he, Martin on like a triple overtime field goal. They're like, we're back, baby. We're going with SEC this year. <laughs> that's the thing and then, and then not to mention that they haven't no. even got their punishment yet and they won't get their punishment part you know i really years. say this but i'm really cheering for the death and, penalty and <laughs> they're not going to get death penalty. that won't ever happen penalty, but they're not even going to get it i know but i no no what they did that when they did the smu <laughs> that will never happen again <laughs> ever if they don't give it to, I was just what it's funny. They don't give it to Louisville, and Louisville was cheating, knowing they were cheating, knowing they just got caught cheating. They're not going to give it to anybody. Um, they've been guys in the guys in the room saying, yeah. "Listen, we're on don't probation, so up. let's keep this on the low." That's <laughs> that's a bad look. <laughs> anyway, so so now Tennessee's going to be down for a long time. I mean, I mean they they want to they like to be funny about how how many years it took Tennessee to beat or Kentucky to beat Tennessee. They might Alabama might go away from that <clears throat> seriously. I think they're already at like 13 games right now. So, like I said, Tennessee hasn't even got their punishment yet. They just lost 23 guys, their best players and stuff. That's that's like a whole recruiting class. So that takes about six years. And then the SEC had a couple more years. That's probably about eight years at least that they get back to Dude, I still some think, sort of normal. I still think Josh Heupel is a good coach. I, I really don't think it's going to take as long to get oh, I did, I back hire, man. I uh, to a decent place for Tennessee, especially since they dumped Phil Fulmer. He was like the wet blanket on their program. Oh, Phil Fulmer's a piece of shit. <clears throat> well, I do think I do think uh, I do think that he was a good hire, and I thought I thought that was the best hire they could have possibly got. I mean, they had all these guys turn him down, but but to still walk away with a pretty damn good offensive coach and offensive mind. And a guy seems like he gets his players up to play, um, you know, good for Tennessee. But again, I mean, Tennessee at seven and five, are they going to, are their fans going to be okay with that? Yeah. They're going to have to be for a while. I mean, that, that's going to be their ceiling for a couple of years for, like I said, at least, at least four years. I mean, he's got to get all these recruits to come. I mean, that's the thing he's, uh, he's lost a whole recruiting class. He's got the kind of scheme that is attractive, especially for offensive skill players. So he's not going to have any problems getting getting those guys. No, I'm, Chris, I'm just being like Tennessee logical. fans out here, man. <clears throat> Chris, you wearing, if you have a you fun offensive play right now, kids want to play at your school. They want to play in your offense because you're going to get them the ball. This is the bane of Eddie Grand is we couldn't get any offensive skill talent Somehow we got players like Lynn Bowden and well, Lynn Bowden is because he didn't really have any other choice. Nobody else was recruiting him. And then Michael Michael Drennan, how in the hell did Kentucky pull that off? Well, because of Vince Merrill. But it wasn't because of Eddie Grant's offense. 
Well, they have they have they have they have their they have they have, they have their foothold in Ohio and Kentucky. That's why most of these most of these wide receivers we got that are really good, they're in your footholds of, of Ohio that we are stopping ground for Kentucky and and obviously local kids from yeah. from uh what Frederick Frederick Douglas. So, <laughs> so yeah. go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Cut me off, bastard. <laughs> um anyway, but yeah, yeah sorry. Sorry. The offensive skill players they want to play in those offenses where you're going to get the ball downfield. You're going to get the ball in space. That They're not going to have any problem recruiting after the first couple of years of Heupel's tenure at Tennessee. Just my opinion. Well, they win, well, they win yeah. an SEC game next year. Mm. Who will they be? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're so Vandy? bad. Vandy? <laughs> Vandy and South Carolina, I would say. Oh, Vandy's not even. <clears throat> Ooh. Ben, Ooh, South Carolina is going to be even worse than Tennessee. Oh, my God. You want really? to say you Tennessee so? lost a lot. You, like you haven't been paying attention to South Carolina? I haven't paid attention to South Carolina at all. Well, I mean, I know they've oh had a lot God. of uh, – Well, I think they're – I thought they liked their hiring. God awful. They lost so many transfers. Totally depleted. And so many recruits. Yeah. I know they lost, like, their quarterbacks. Well, their fans, their fans are like Tennessee fans right now too. They keep saying, "Well, we're we're trending in the right way." Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, whatever. We but we smashed South Carolina last year, so uh, no, they no. feel no threat from them at all. The team that I worry yeah, about in the East is Missouri. Yeah, they finished the strong too. I mean, that, that, that's legit. People don't talk about them. They all talk about everybody talks about Georgia and Florida, but Missouri's the yeah. one that's that's really trending. Like Kentucky right now, they're really trending up. Uh, Kentucky just has to get over that hump, man. They got to uh, and have a fluke year. I mean, there's a fluke years that what Missouri's won it. Yeah, their first two title what twice or yeah. once or whatever. This is a fluke years. I mean, like I said, this is the year. I mean, it seems like Georgia can't find a quarterback at this point, and and it seems like uh, you know Florida's losing a lot. I mean, Florida's Florida's biggest thing was. Trash. Was the quarterback same last year? Yeah, he was big time. We don't take out Felipe Franks. They don't get yeah, him. so <laughs> yeah, Trask is is yeah, yeah. Trask is still sitting Trask on the bench, is probably. Trash. Take <laughs> extra eligibility. Trask is trash. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying all night that night. And then he comes in. The guy, the guy was like, "Don't worry, he has a place as his junior year of high school." Like, yeah, you don't watch Kentucky football. We give backup quarterbacks <laughs> the spotlight. You don't watch Kentucky football. We'll, yes, we, we'll we don't prepare for the backup quarterback draft. at all. <laughs> and he is. <laughs> and now he is. Oh, man. But, like I said, it's uh, it's exciting. <laughs> and probably, like I said, going forward, we're probably just going to talk about football um, until basketball gets, gets their yeah. shit together. But we just enjoy football. Right? I've always uh, preferred football with basketball. Anyway, so. <laughs> and we start this – yeah, we started this. We, we to be honest with everyone, we started this uh, this whole thing because we we there was no football podcast and 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 that's the reason we started it. And then oh, I know that that KRS had or KSR had their own thing, and um, but at the end of the day, no. they didn't talk about football that much. I always thought it was kind of shafted. And me and Mike were, and I will say, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident on this. We were the yeah. first podcast only or football football podcast only. And the entire world uh, that I remember, I mean, like uh, just football. Exactly. We looked. I mean, before. Yeah, before we before we start. Yeah, before we started, but that's what we looked for. I mean, we were going to do one just for everyone, 
and um, we couldn't find a football one. So that was plus we've been season ticket holders for so long and stuff, and it just kind of fit us. And, and of course, Chris is the same way. We we all we us three grew up at Commonwealth uh, watching going to Kentucky football games and watching Kentucky football. That's right. Yeah, at Commonwealth Stadium, like not not just like watching on TV casually and saying, "Oh, we want." We watched them, and we went there. We watched them get their ass beat all year, and, but we enjoyed going. We liked the atmosphere. It was memories that we made there. I mean, me and Chris were there when Andre Woodson fumbled on the two yard line. I'll never forget that game. Uh, we should have won that game. We came all the way back. There was an asshole behind us saying <laughs> Michael Bush all fucking game, and uh, we should have won, and we didn't. Um, but but it was those those type of memories. <laughs> a lot of them are losing memories, but but it's still memories that are, that we remember. So, um, yeah, that's what we're going to go with from now on. This probably goes to straight football and, and maybe we'll experiment with basketball again. I, I, uh, you can just tell on our podcast then that we, we, our passion for basketball yeah, is there as much as it is for football. So, um, but, uh, but like I said, over 10,500 downloads, um, we've been doing this for three years and, and, <laughs> Better up and downs, but but I mean it's it's definitely been a good time. <laughs> I'm ready for another football season, and today officially started. Nothing like yeah, it. today officially started. So there's nothing there's is. No I mean, there's there's nothing like it. There's nothing like being in the crowd and, and and yeah, I agree. And and, and that's yeah, no doubt about it. Mike got, got a shot got there. He can tell you it still feels good. Even when it's not even. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just used to getting really excited going here. I prepare myself for a game. Yeah, it it is, it is such a good time, and and we're not these fans that's jumped on the last four or five years. That's that's the one thing I can stress enough. There's there's a ton of UK football fans now that have literally been UK football fans because of Stoops, and that's great. We're totally supportive of that. Obviously, we love seeing new fans, but right. we've been here a long time. You don't know what losing is. <laughs> You don't know Kentucky football until you sit and watch a season, be a season ticket holder, and watch a two and ten season. Watch a seven over one and eleven season. Watch, yeah, watch uh, uh, Dandy come into Commonwealth be as forty to nothing type of shit. Um, So those are the true football football fans, and there's fans around me, Mike, that's been there through all that crap too, and and those are the ones you want. So. Um, that's why we're, we're, you know, we're sticking with the football because that that's what we originally did this for. And that's, that's what we're going to do it with. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the football season. That's yeah. where I'll leave it at really. Uh, and it's exciting to actually think that we actually have a chance to be something more than seven and five. I remember Chris back in the day with Rich Brooks was like, we, we should be more than seven and five. And I always said, what did I always say? I always said at Kentucky football, seven and five, is oh, if you yeah. get that every year you'll coach in Kentucky for a lifetime. I think I think we finally have come to a point which I never thought we'd ever get to, ever. I'm I'm telling you, I'm just being brutally honest with everyone because I thought Kentucky football and Vanderbilt football are the two hardest jobs in the whole Power Five conference. And the reason I say that is because they got to play in the SEC, and they're in the they're the most north teams in the SEC. So it's hard to get a Florida kid to come and play in Kentucky or how to get an Alabama kid to come out of Alabama and play in Kentucky. Uh, but Kentucky's done it by recruiting guys from Ohio and recruiting guys from Michigan and recruiting guys locally and Georgia. He's always had a pipeline in Georgia. 
uh, in Tennessee. So <clears throat> we're at a point now where yeah. seventy five is not acceptable. Right? Yeah. Yes, and and that is an, an incredible, incredible to think of uh, and where, where we used to like, see it. So that's all I want, uh, and it's all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we just want to get to a ball game. We'll get busy city every year, dude. I'm good with that. And, I, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. Chris was the first one I can remember saying, we're more than that. We're, we should be, you know, Kentucky, should we should be wanting more than that. And now we're at a point right. where, I, I like I said, wins. seven and five ten is wins. down here. And I want nine wins. Yeah, I want nine or ten wins. And I know we've only had it like one time in the last 30 years, but it's yeah. I think they I have enough talent now to do that. nine, ten wins if they play the normal schedule. Kentucky had something the last three years. Well, yeah, that's three to four years that 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 I never thought I'd ever yeah. see in SEC football. Kentucky's had the best offensive line in in the in the conference. I mean, Alabama and stuff like that—they're up there with them. But Kentucky offensive line is better than teams like Florida and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, you never really would ever thought that in my their lifetime. Potential every year, and that's that's there was always more to these teams. Yes. And they just – the coaching staffs can never bring it out of them. But – and it's – oh, God, it's been the same way having to deal with watching Grant. He and Darren Henshaw held this program being yep. Yep. back from being what it really could have been over the last four years. Period. I don't disagree with that anymore. I think this year kind of put it out. I yeah. don't disagree with you anymore. We, we, me, me and Mike will tell you, we – we we liked Grant and everything like that, and that's fine. But but by the end of this year, it yeah. was glaring uh, problem, and you start to yeah. see like like even even uh, people, and there's still the same people that take up for Cal took up for Eddie Graham. Okay, so if this year's offense is is really good, can we can we attack those people like they attack us for criticizing coaching? Right. We don't ever yeah, criticize players, but we criticize coaching, right? Yeah, we're making uh, that much money to deserve criticism. Exactly to to make good decisions. But those same people, like the weight we shed it off this show, would take up for Eddie Graham, and they take up for Cal, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. The offense is, has never, never once ranked above ninety. Uh, the whole time Eddie Graham was here, that's just not going to cut it in today's day, day and age. But Stoops is smart enough, unlike unlike Cal Perry right now. Stoops is smart enough to know yeah. I must adapt to the time. It's not about defense anymore. You need a defense, a formidable defense, but you need an offense that can score. And he made he made the right decision this year. And we all like Eddie Grant. Seems like a nice guy, but at the end of the day, he made what was best for his program. And that's something that Cal's going to do this offseason. Or he's going to be, be he's going to be a hot seat next year. Another Tubby Smith. I mean, another. Give me. Yeah, absolutely. Could be another Tubby Smith. Going to be another. Another Joker Phillips, another whoever, you know, Kentucky, whoever. Um, more so with the football side, the basketball side. Usually basketball, they, they make a move to get rid of somebody that they see trending down. Not at that point now. Give me Nate Oates. Uh, but, right uh, now. Again. <laughs> now. Right now. <laughs> oh, I'll get. I would take him right now. Oh, give me. Oh, dude, I, I would take uh, Brad Stevens. T- he's, Stevens. He's out there. in the NBA. Selfish, they fire him. He's a good NBA coach. He'll, he'll stick around. Yeah. That's had what. So, but in yeah. uh, football's back uh, somewhat, and before we know, it'll be August and September, yep. and and we'll be ready to go again. So, I might. All I'm right. Chris. Well, okay. I'm Nick. <laughs>